Hello everyone, I hope all of you are safe and well. Welcome to the first part of our four-part podcast series, uh, wherein we will be discussing about the role of identity and access management in user lifecycle management. So for every part, we'll be discussing about uh, one core function pertaining to identity and access management. And for this podcast, we will be talking about uh, user onboarding. So how do you onboard users to various technology platforms and how do you bring in some kind of standardization so that uh, you do not have too many manual entries, you do not have inappropriate values and all that, you do not have different access levels, so on and so forth. So let's start uh, our first part uh, and we'll be discussing about onboarding. Now, this being the first part, I thought uh, I will start with the definition of identity and access management and then talk about uh, the tips and tricks of user onboarding pertaining to identity and access management. Well, by definition, identity and access management in enterprise IT is about defining and managing the roles and access privileges of individual network users and the circumstances in which users are granted or denied those privileges. Right? Uh, say, for example, those users might be your customers, your employees, it doesn't matter. The process is the same. So the core objective of identity and access management systems is one digital identity per individual. Now, once that digital identity has been established, it must be maintained, modified, and monitored throughout each user's access lifecycle. So that's the core objective of uh, an identity and access management system. And the first topic that I'm going to be talking about uh, pertaining to identity and access management is user onboarding. Now, even before talking about user onboarding, I'd like to share something with you. We all know that the more data you have in a technology platform, the more useful it becomes. Uh, data is the new oil, they say. Uh, for example, uh, let's take the case of Active Directory. So the more information you have uh, in your Active Directory identity repository, the more useful it becomes in terms of business application integration and a lot more use cases, right? But there are certain challenges. The challenges that I see is, uh, the first challenge that I see is there are too many manual entries that have piled up over the years uh, due to various reasons. Let's say you have too many administrators, uh, you have too many people playing role uh, in your Active Directory. As a result of all this, what happens is you have uh, certain null values or inappropriate values for business critical uh, attributes, right? Uh, for example, job titles are not updated, old locations uh, aren't removed. So as I mentioned earlier, all this makes the integration part a bit cumbersome. So if you're planning to integrate your Active Directory, let's say with an IT service management tool, the IT service management tool depends on certain attributes or certain data that is in your identity repository. In our case, that's Active Directory. So it's very important that we start or we think about uh, uniformity, we think about standardization from the onboarding stage itself. Okay? So when you onboard users in a uniform format, uh, the rest of the chain uh, comes into place. So it's, it's much more easier. So then to think about bringing in standardization midway. Okay? So how do you bring in standardization from day one or as and when you onboard users? Well, you have to create a process to bring in standardization. Now, I really believe that uh, 
while you onboard user accounts to any technology platform, there has to be some sort of standardization. For example, standardization in naming conventions. Uh, I've seen organizations have uh, that have different naming conventions for admin accounts or high-privilege accounts, and you have a different naming convention for regular user accounts, okay? And then you have access controls. Admin users have different access controls. Regular users have different access controls. And regular users, again, fall into various categories. So you have, uh, let's say, um, your HR users, you have your health technician, and then you have your administrators, your uh, application administrators, data admin, database administrators, and a lot more. So how are we going to bring in standardization to all these users, right? And how are you going to avoid data pollution? Now, what do I mean by data pollution is, I'm talking about inconsistent syntax. For example, uh, you have two users. User A has, uh, has his or her phone number in a different format. And when you look at uh, uh, another user's phone number, you see a different format altogether. And then you have name truncations for duplicate accounts and all that. So how are we going to bring in standardization with all these challenges in place uh, that are there in the user onboarding process? Well, I'm here to give you some uh, tips for you. Okay. There are two ways of handling this. One is you can do this the manual way, or I would prefer the user onboarding process be automated, right? Now, you can either opt for the uh, the manual way or uh, automate the user onboarding process depending on your requirement, it's up to you. But I'd like to uh, let you know something, right? Please watch out for these four uh, features that I'm about to share with you uh, in any identity and access management tool that you are evaluating or because that's really important for the process in order to bring in standardization. The first feature that I want you to look out for is see whether your identity and access management tool is capable of onboarding users across multiple technology platforms, at least three platforms to be precise, right? Uh, Active Directory, G Suite, or Google Apps. And then the second feature that I want you to look out for is how easy is it to create uh, a, a, a template framework? Okay? Because a template framework is the basis of user onboarding, either it be manual or automated onboarding. So the template is the core. So how easy is it for you to create a template? Because you might have to create a template uh, per department. And within that department, if you have different job roles, how are you going to handle all that? So it's, it's really important to understand how easy is it to create the framework. That's number one. Now, uh, while creating the framework, the third feature that I want you to look out for is, does that framework allow you to include some smart logics into it? Now, by smart logics, uh, I, I refer to conditions, right? Uh, for example, let me give you two examples here. Um, condition one is something like this. So if the title of the new hire is going to be IT technician, I want properties A, B, and C to be populated for that user. Okay? That includes all kinds of access controls and privilege levels. Rule number two or condition number two is if the title is going to be IT administrator, then I want uh, attributes or properties X, Y, and Z to be populated automatically to the same user. Right? So does your provisioning layout or does your provisioning template give you the ability to key in smart logics so that your onboarding process becomes a lot more effective and standardized, 
right? So this is the third function that I want you to check in a user onboarding layout in your identity and access management application. Now the fourth uh, feature and the most important feature of all is I want you to check whether that specific onboarding or provisioning layout or provisioning template gives you the ability to customize the layout. Okay, why do you custom? Why should you even customize the user onboarding layout? Well, it's not just the administrator's role when it comes to identity and access management. I have seen organizations in which your health technicians onboard users. In certain organizations, even HR onboard uh, users uh, to various technology platforms, right? So how are you going to customize your fully loaded user onboarding template or user onboarding layout and then hand it over to your HR or your health technician without revealing too much information, right? So you do not want your HR to know what the user's password is, right? You do not want uh, your HR to know what groups uh, have I added uh, the new hire to, right? But you want them to uh, kickstart the user onboarding process. So customization, especially customizing the layout is of predominant value when it comes to uh, evaluating an identity and access management tool for your organization, especially when we talk about user onboarding because user onboarding is the beginning of everything. So you'll have to really pay attention to the details when it comes to onboarding users. So I'm just gonna repeat the four things. The first thing that you'll have to check for is, is that technology, is that platform or is that user onboarding layout uh, give you the capability to provision accounts across multiple technology platforms. Number two, how easy is it for you to create uh, a layout or, uh, or let's say a provisioning template, right? Because you'll have to think about provisioning accounts across multiple departments. Number three, uh, is there a room for smart logic to be included? Because you might have different job roles and depending on the job roles, you'll have to give them different access controls, so on and so forth. So is there a smart logic that I can build into the template? Number four is, can I actually customize uh, my layout so that I'll be able to delegate the same layout to my HR or to my health technician okay, with exact uh, uh, restrictions and exact values that I would like to see on the screen when they actually load the layout. So these are the four core features that I would say that I want you to check in a user onboarding layout to make your onboarding process a lot more effective and uniform, right? And I also told you that you can apply the same philosophy for uh, manually creating accounts or you can even automate the process. So I would prefer automating the process of user onboarding, right? Uh, when I say onboarding users, I'm not just restricting my onboarding process to one technology platform like Active Directory. I'll have to think about multiple technology platforms, for example, G Suite and Office 365, right? All right, so the next uh, concept is once you have that uh, you know, onboarding layout ready with you, the next thing that you'll have to think about is what can I do more with this onboarding layout? Can I actually use this layout probably in another business application, right? Because uh, almost all the organizations nowadays have uh, a HRMS tool, right? Or you have an IT service management tool. So how do I integrate those business applications with my uh, onboarding layout, okay? Is there any scope for integration? So 
the scope of integration is something that we'll have to look out for in an identity and access management tool from an, from a user onboarding standpoint, right? And it should also be uh, capable, that is your identity and access management tool should also be capable of, you know, forwarding important uh, events or important actions to maybe a central log repository, maybe a syslog, right? It should also give you uh, the capability for uh, API integration. So I'm not just talking about a, a, a silo operating onboarding process, right? The onboarding engine that you choose, uh, or in other words, the onboarding tool that you choose should have the capability to integrate with multiple systems or multiple business applications. Okay? I gave you an example. For example, you have an IT service management tool, or you have a HR database, or you have uh, some well-known databases like Oracle or SQL. So please see whether your identity and access management tool, tool can actually integrate with all these business applications, right? So that's pretty much uh, from me pertaining to uh, the first uh, function of, of, let's say, an identity and access management. And we, in this podcast, we discuss about onboarding. And in the next podcast, uh, we will be discussing about offboarding and what are the things that you should be uh, looking out while you try to offboard users across multiple technology platforms. I hope you found the podcast informative. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Have a nice day.